is the Schaefer Baseball Report, an inside look at America's pastime. From Little League all the way to the big leagues. Now here's your host, former Major League infielder Jeff Schaefer. All right, we're live. All right, welcome everybody to the Schaefer Baseball Report. On a beautiful Friday here at Tuxedo Dreamfields. We have Ray Speshu Torres. And Andrew One Tools Ike, and today we're gonna have we got a really special guest. We're gonna jump into it right away. Um, because he's a busy man and he took the time to uh to jump on with us today, and that's Dr. Christopher Parker. So, Dr. Parker, appreciate you being here and just give me a second to kind of lay the groundwork of uh who you are and what you've done because it's pretty uh it's pretty substantial, and uh you know, the information that you're gonna bring to uh, our audience, which is primarily baseball, which is almost all baseball, but uh, in sports in general is, uh, is powerful information, especially in these, uh, these crazy times of recruiting. So, um, Dr. Parker is a Virginia native. Um, here's the things I love about him. Okay. One, he's a baseball player. That's right. Two is a utility guy. Okay. <laughs> Three, we had a license plates very similar, um, that said his said, I turn to mindset turn to, but he turned it into web gem now. So I'm going to think I'm going to go get his old license plate and steal that <laughs> one. But um, Dr. Parker is the president and CEO since 2017 of the national uh, NJCAA, which is the national junior college athletic association and um, a powerful organization sure. growing um, and growing greater since Dr. Parker got there. Um, Ray, you know as well as, as I do how important college, uh, junior college is to the athletes, and even more so today, I believe, than 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 in the past. Are you seeing uh, a greater trend? Um, you know, I mean, we'll, we like to talk primarily baseball, but I know you have to talk in, in generalities here regarding all of sports, Dr. Dr. Parker, but give us a little, uh, a little landscape of um, the changes. Yeah, I mean, sports are growing in general. Um, we've added six sports the last uh, two years, um, from men's volleyball to cheerleading to women's wrestling, uh, a number of sports uh, getting off the ground. But, yeah, I mean, baseball is near and dear to me. Uh, obviously, I, I coach junior college baseball. I coach Division One baseball. Um, but it's just it's phenomenal to see some of these kids compete. And people just forget that the likes of Kirby Puckett, Albert Pujols, Roger Clemens, Andy Pettit, they all came from the, the JUCO ranks. And, I mean, you flip flip the script to some other sports, and you're talking about Roger Staubach, Cheryl Swoops, Nick Van Exel, Larry Johnson. You're talking about some premier student athletes that got their start with the NJCAA, and, and that's what we're proud of. You know, it's funny you talk about the, the JUCO route, and it's not funny. It's, it's fact. I mean, there was a, there is a, uh, a series, documentaries going on on either Netflix or some of the others about um, last chance you and some of these other, these other, you know, two year programs yeah. that are, that are promoting guys that are, you know, into, into four year schools and really giving them a, a, a second chance at a highest level as possible. But what people don't realize, and we've seen it, Ray, and, and cause, uh, Dr. Parker Ray's son played at San Jack, um, and signed with the nationals after one year, but you know, kids are looking for opportunities to go to the next level and mm-hmm. play at the highest you know, competition they can, they may not necessarily be prepared right then, whether it's academically, athletically, whatever the case know, may be financially, exactly. you know, financially is a huge piece of this, but going the Juco route, we've had this conversation several, several times that, uh, you know, we're fans of it. It's, it, it it's a, it's an integral part of our, our, our cloth as far as, uh, promoting kids to the next level. Um, but there's been a scarlet letter in the past. Have you had to kind of, 
like get through that a little bit? There's always that uh, that storytelling, and, and our motto is opportunities start here. And it doesn't matter what that need may be. You can come to a NJCA school and, and, and get going. People don't understand that baseball is probably one of our biggest, most operative sports that we have from a you can come here and get drafted after your freshman year, your sophomore year, transfer on. But the level of competition that you play day in and day out for 56 games in a regular season is like a Division I NCAA schedule. And you can run any of these schools out there and on any given day, and you're going to see back-to-back 95-mile-an-hour fastballs and people mm-hmm. turning around you know, turning around those fastballs with the bats from people like Bryce Harper and, and others who played in the NJCAA to just kind of that unbelievable aspect of, hey, it doesn't matter what your need is, whether your need is – you need to stay at home and, and, and get stronger. We're an opportunity. If you need to stay at home and get your academics right, we're an opportunity. If you need to go somewhere just because it's the right fit, we're still the opportunity. And that's what's great about NJCA athletics in general. I know. He, he uh, uh, Dr. Parker Dre Torres. Um, so you just keyed on something that's opportunities moving on, you know, besides because everyone thinks it's D1 a bus. You know, as speaking from a D1 product myself, I mean, a uh, Juco product myself, it gave me an opportunity to leave New York City. So uh, we spoke earlier, I went to Johnny Logan in Southern Illinois, and those coaches took a chance on me to get me out of, you know what I mean, New York and get to see something else. So it provided me an opportunity to see the world outside of New York City. And after that, it just opened doors for me moving out of North Carolina, moving my family and just, you know, just seeing something outside of New York just because of the opportunity from a JUCO program. And it was a matter of, you know, was able to just, you know, show those opportunities to my son and everything else. So it's a, you know, like you said, opportunities is a key word for JUCO guys that are looking to get the get better, get stronger, whatever it is, just to create more opportunities to continue playing and getting that that education as well. There, uh, there are a lot of different opportunities in terms of athletics, academics, um, because there are very high-level junior college academic oh, programs yeah. out there as well. We have one here, Lewisburg. You yeah. know, Lewisburg puts kids into some, some big-time, you know, high academic schools, the Dukes and the Stanfords and things like that. So, it, you know – Juco and having, you know, for us having this conversation and helping kids move on to the next level, you know, everybody gets these starry eyed, you know, I got to go to Clemson. I got to go to Carolina. Cause we sit in that, we sit in the hotbed of all that. Yeah. You know, we sit in the hotbed of ACC and SEC country where they, you know, the power fives. So, you know, people feel like if they don't go Juco, then they're, then it's a bust. Oh no. D1. If they don't yeah. go D1, I'm sorry. If they don't go D1, it's, it, it's a bust. And, you know, to explain to them, and I even have to do it to my wife. I mean, you know, it's, you know, it, this could be an opportunity Yeah. and it could be a better opportunity than going to four year school because, you know, Dr. Park, for instance, Ray's son um, committed to LSU as a freshman and Ray reached out to them and said, you know, listen, if he's not going to play right away, you know, and the opportunity to get on the field right away isn't there. Are you guys opposed if I go to a JUCO, get my reps in, do everything I need to do, get better, secure myself academically with my prerequisites, and then come back? And they honor that. Do you see a lot of that going on? All the time. And that's uh, that's what's unique is people don't understand. If you take the two-year, collar, the two-year college athlete in baseball alone, we still have the highest per capita draft rate from our association. I mean, if you take all the the two-year college student-athletes who are eligible for the draft, our percentage is still higher than the NCAA and high school. It's because their numbers are are much bigger. But if you come to a a, a junior college or NJCA school, 
your, your odds of getting drafted is actually a higher percentage and they're going to find you. It doesn't matter what your talent level is. They're going to find you. If, if you have the right tools and you have the, the God given ability, they're going to find you and figure it out and, and move you on. And that's what they love about the, the NJCAA from a recruiting and, and major league baseball standpoint, but from a player standpoint, you hit the nail on the head. I could go to LSU and I could sit on the bench for one or two years and that's okay. Or I could go to an NJCAA school and my, I can make a difference and play 56 games and use the same eligibility, take the same classes and get that experience and exposure. That's right. And that's what you see a lot of student athletes doing these days is, okay, well, I don't want to sit the bench for two years. I want to play. And if they're on the verge, they're, they're making a decision to come to NJCAA school and get on the field and make a difference right away. We tell kids all the time, listen, you, you, you've grown up all the way through high school playing this game. Yep. Are you going to be okay sitting for a year or two? It takes a lot. Doesn't make sense. I mean, and, it, and you spend you know, a lot of money just to sit. I mean, like you go to, you could go to a JUCO program, get your all your core classes, knock it out in two years, and then go into a four year school with your with your associates. So you're right. Then you then you're in, so you have to. I think you got to look at JUCO um, as and and the draft as a, a four year school and the draft is the same, mm-hmm. right? Yes. I have a chance to get drafted. I have a chance to get drafted into a four-year school. If you, if you, if you want to put that terminology, with yeah. it, obviously you have to commit and it's, it's not a draft, but you, you give yourself, you give yourself multiple opportunities yes. and um, you know, to be on the field every day. I mean, if you're a baseball player, you know, you're not, you're a baseball player, not a baseball sitter. Yeah. And I, I would, you know, I would choose that route. You know, I, I, As, I didn't have, you know, I, I, fortunately I stepped into a situation where I was going to play right away yeah. as a freshman, but that just happened. I didn't even, I didn't even, it wasn't even calculated. It just, it just happened that way. And the, um, and the rules are a little bit different as we, as we just mentioned, it's like 56 games in spring, right? And then 20 games, usually they play 20 games in the fall where D one or D two can't play that many games. I think they, they're allowed to play two games in the fall right. where if you're playing 20 games in the fall, I mean, you're getting about 50 to 75 of bats. Then you're playing 56 games in the spring, getting over hundred of bats. Yeah. So in one year of just, just your development, you're getting over almost 200 of no, bats. You're getting battle tested. You're yeah. getting battle tested for, for, for biggest situation. Dr. Parker, how many, how many college Juco programs baseball wise are out there right now? Over 300. Um, there's over 300 uh, two year college baseball programs in the country. And, you know, our roster limits are, you know, you can travel, I think 40 um, for national tournaments, but during the regular season, you can carry 55, you know, guys if you want to. It's it's kind of up to the mentality of the school and the coach. Um, but, you know, injuries and that kind of thing certainly make a big difference. But, yeah, there, there's over 300 two-year college baseball programs in the country. So so Jeff mentioned it earlier. So um, what what is your view and your thoughts on Last Chance U? Because I think I – lo- I mean, I like the show just from uh, the way they – they play it, but sometimes it can portray Juco as different, you know, I mean, different outlook as looking down upon, like, you know, I mean, you're in the middle of nowhere. The coaches are just very vulgar and stuff like that. But the opportunities that they, these kids are getting, I think it's, it's it should be playing. I would like it to play it in a different light as far as seeing the opportunities and seeing these kids move on than showing the downfalls of a lot of, I mean, but it's TV, right? So they got to show entertainment. But as running a big organization that you guys are, what what's your, you know, I'll take on that. I have proudly never watched an episode of Last Chance U. <laughs> <laughs> I have had more conversations about Last Chance U yeah. than, than uh, and, and for me, 
what you said basically hit the nail on the head. Some of our people, you know, really dove into it. I mean, some of the opportunities are real, but the depiction of what occurs and how it occurs, it's just not consistent. And it, and it's, and it's, it's made for TV. It's made for selling, uh, you know, selling purchases. Um, so, I mean, there are some, there are some facts in there, but there's also some very bad perceptions and, uh, but for me, but it, it, but for me, it also starts a conversation when people say, well, oh, you're last chance you. I'm, like, I'm not last chance you, but I am the NJCAA. Let me tell you about the, the real NJCAA. And when I can yeah. have those conversations to educate people, their eyes open, because like I said, they've only seen the only experience they've ever had with the NJCAA is what was shown on last chance you. And then when I start telling them about you know, people like Roger Clemens and Albert Pujols and Bryce Harper and all those people, oh, oh. That's that's that, that that's not what this sounds like. No, this is a whole different story and a whole different opportunity. That's right. Yeah, I guess they only portray you know one opportunity. Yeah, alone. And yeah, it, it, it is. But but again, the positive on it is that people talk to you about it. It gives you a chance to go ahead and promote it. So it does have some benefit, um, even though you don't watch it. Yeah, it has opportunity. They to did start one on basketball. So I saw something like that on basketball. I like the one on basketball. I mean, because it talked yeah. about the inner city of uh, you know. Uh, San Francisco. That was, that was more personal. And, yeah, yeah the guy that was, was more. You know, the other ones about with football and everything else, it's coaches are just a little. Uh, they're out of control. Yeah, they're out of drinking control. Drinking and smoking. And, and there was just a lot of, you know, they showed a lot of the guys that bounce back guys from D1 going to JUCO yep. where it's, it's yeah. not, that's not the case where. You yeah, know, that's it, what they highlighted. Yeah. They highlighted yeah, the inner. Yeah. The, yeah, but yeah, the I basketball guess, one, it was a good one as far as it showed like real life struggles yeah. of inner city kids of like going to school and continuing their education. We should do our own baseball one. We should call it the special <laughs> baseball show. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. So there, there are, you know, if, if you if if you were in our position, right, and obviously you're coming from a different level to to just have conversations with people because you run around the country presenting uh, uh, the N NJCAA um, to schools that don't have sports in it, and I guess you have to educate them on how to educate the potential athlete coming there. So what would be what would be the buzzwords or the keywords that you would give to a high school student or family to make them more comfortable in a situation like, you know, this is, you know, this is not last chance you. Yes. Yeah, we, we, we often change it up and say first chance you, um, yeah. or, or first chance, uh, you know, opportunity. And it is, it is all about the educational aspect. I mean, I just, like I said, I drove over to wrestling for a couple of days if you've ever been to Iowa Western Community College, their their locker room and facilities they're better than anything I ever stood in at two different colleges that I went to on any given day. I mean, it's 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 that understanding of what's there, but understanding why it's there, and then from an academic standpoint, you're taking the same classes your first two years. It does not matter where you go; you're taking the same courses in your first two years. It's an expectation as a student that you do well in those courses so that you can transfer on and that kind of thing. But you're taking the exact same classes. There are no difference in state to state classes, whether they're a two year or four year school. So them understanding there's no quote unquote dummying down of, of the academic rigor. It's the same. And, and in some cases I've had two year kids say, man, it was tougher for me on here. And it's because there was so much more hands-on focus on the expectation of them versus getting lost in a four-year school that's very large and not having those touch points that, that make a difference in a young person's life at being successful. What's the most popular state with JUCOs? Whew, there's lots, but uh, 
you know, I, I can certainly say that uh, Florida, Texas, Kansas, Iowa, Illinois, um, New York, they're, they're all very populous with uh, with two year colleges. I mean, you go you come down to Tennessee and you look at Walter State as a powerhouse in, in yeah. junior college ball. Like I said, you go down to Houston, you got San Jack, you, you go through the panhandle and the southern stretch of Florida um, up into to Kansas and, and other areas. I mean, there, there's a lot of great programs all around. But when it comes down to, uh, you know, the kind of the populous areas, there's 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 you know, I mean, Texas is full of, of great two year colleges. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, you know, driving here today, thinking about this and that. Charlotte doesn't have major college program. You know, we have CPCC in here, right? But they don't have a baseball right. program. But yeah. just sitting, we're sitting in the heart, in, in right in the middle of uh, mid majors, power five schools. You know, it would be a tremendous farm system almost for, you know. So what I'm doing is I'm baiting you, Doctor Parker, to see if something <laughs> is uh, if something is coming our way here in Charlotte because I think it would be a tremendous opportunity you know if, on the recruiting trail for all the you know all the local schools to come and see these these athletes not only from high school but then i can follow you again immediately yeah you know in at the juco level and then you know think about all the schools all the you know you know the, we got great mid-majors here we got oh, great uh, division yeah, twos absolutely. here we got great power fives here i mean it would just make sense uh, uh, is that you know on the board somewhere i can tell you there are conversations that have taken place there um, where those conversations end up, I don't know, but there certainly have been conversations that have taken place um, there um, at CPCC, and hopefully uh, th they'll move in a positive direction. Um, it is unique. I, I, you know, Gaston College is going to start a program. Um, you know, they're obviously below Charlotte area there. Uh, Catawba Valley up in Hickory has an amazing program. Yeah, and done a great job. Got, you've got it around the Charlotte area, but like you said, the heart of Charlotte is kind of missing um, that. It was probably back in the late 80s, early 90s, I want to say. CPCC had a basketball program for a number of years. Mm -hmm. But it's been probably two decades since they had any sports program. So Ray and I are into uh, peaceful protesting. So just give us the go, and we'll go get some. We'll go marching. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do anything for the better of the game in the area. There's no uh, doubt about it. We'll, we'll <laughs> so uh, what's the difference between the NJCAA and the California JUCO? Um, so the, the California system, not a, they're not members of the NJCAA. Um, the NJCAA was okay. actually formed in California in 1938. And about 20 years later, uh, California just kind of separated themselves. Um, and they've remained that way. I've had, I've had conversations for two years with California about kind of rejoining the NJCAA. Um, it's kind of a, a split, uh, split, uh, conversation. There's, half of California that really wants to do that. And there's other halves of California that um, believes they like it the way they are. And, and that's their, that's their opinion. That's their desire. So we'll see how those conversations play out as well over the next little while. But those have been very in-depth conversations. Um, now they, lost have, their whole, they lost California. their whole season, didn't they? Yeah, I believe they so. did. I'm sure they're yep. playing. In yeah. No. They're, yeah. Not, they're not the only ones. Queens, Queens just shut down here. Uh, COVID reasons. Um, Internally, unfortunately, had, couldn't, couldn't finish wow. out the season. Yeah. Well, I, I must say, you guys have done a great job, and and you guys were the last man standing last year on pulling the trigger on pulling everything off away from JUCO players 
Um, I know we were, you know, just waiting and waiting and waiting. And uh, uh, the JUCO was, you know, NCAA banned, you know, shut down the World Series, everything. And you guys pushed it as far as you guys could push it to tell the kids that they couldn't. So you guys are doing everything in, in your powers to try to have the kids play and continue playing. And, you know, everybody was excited to play, get back out there. But unfortunately, they couldn't play last year. But so I tip my hat to you guys for, uh, you know, not bending like everybody else. You know what I mean? As soon as everything hit, everybody just shut things down. And you guys waited a few weeks afterwards to uh, look at all your options and just figured we couldn't continue last year, unfortunately. And I appreciate that. We're, we're, we're very proud of the work that our whole organization did last year to get – we got – we were the only – association we got our division three men's and women's basketball national championships in shut down division two and three you know didn't happen and of course the spring sports didn't happen and you know we kind of regrouped and got ourselves in line to kind of move in a direction uh this year and uh like i said really proud of the whole organization how we adapted and how we led through a, a crazy time to say the least so you um you're a road warrior now. Are you catching up from last year, missing a lot of opportunities? Are you going to hit all 50 states at some point? <laughs> um, three three states this week, um, that, and then uh, got to make another trip next week, and then uh, back on the road again. Yeah, so it'll, I'm back to being a, a road warrior. I can tell you my wife and daughter can't stand it, but uh, they liked having me home for that basically 12 months with, with no travel, but uh, this job requires it, expects it, and it's, it's necessary to, to be the best we can be is to get out and, and tell our story and, and represent the association so that people understand it fully. So, like I said, just being here today, appreciate you guys uh, inviting me in so that we could talk about the NJCAA. Well, your past is, uh, you know, when you read up on his bio and, mm-hmm. you know, your past has proven that you're, you're a builder. Um, you've done things at Pfeiffer, done things up in Virginia, you know, so uh, it, it just seems to be in your makeup to, you know, to grow things. And this is this is a big part of our sports culture. That's right. Um, on the amateur level and going to college that uh, that we need. So we appreciate you, Dr. Park. And we appreciate you. You're taking the time. I know you're running wide open. So thank you. And um, hopefully when you get back to Charlotte, um, we'll uh, you'll find Ray and I not handcuffed, but marching around. <laughs> Watch around peacefully. <laughs> I got one more question. So we just uh, uh, for the players out there, it's in JUCO right now. So you guys gave a waiver for, for the players to get their year back this year. That's correct. That's awesome. So yeah. well, the that, players, okay. The then, one, then one, then one more question though. With with now with the, with the new uh, Division One rule, the the rule of straight transfer. Mm-hmm. That's part of all that. How is that going to affect? Have you guys seen or had any discussions on how that might affect? The Jugo kids moving into four-year programs. Now, now, now the guys can transfer without sitting out and transfer inside conference. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, um, I'm not not too happy about that, but but I certainly respect it and understand it. Um, in some sports, it's going to impact us more than others. I think in baseball, just due to the draft capabilities and and some of those types of things, we're going to be in pretty good shape. Uh, in baseball, I mean, in basketball and football, it, it scares me a little bit. Now, again. There's only so many spots for everybody. So right. the the transfer portal for men's basketball right now, I think has more people than the city of Charlotte does in there, oh, wow. you know. And it's it's just like where are all these students going to go? And you know, I think it was over 1200 kids are in the transfer portal or something. I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, but I, for baseball purposes, I think we're in good pretty good shape because the reputation of Juco baseball is so strong and the connections to the draft and that for 
is pretty good. I, I don't fear it in baseball, but I do fear it in basketball and football. All right, I'm going to make a final statement. The most successful people outside of their sport are baseball players. I don't want him to answer that either way because he's got to represent. I mean, baseball players are more <laughs> successful than any other sport. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but he can't answer that, so I'm going to I'm going to stand on that one. So, well, Dr. Parker, we appreciate your time and uh, and good luck out there. And you know, if anything we can do on this end, um, you know, and we'll do it. And please come on again. Hey, I'm gonna get you guys set up. We're going up to Gianni's get some of that authentic uh, Italian. I talked to Mr. There Gianni. you go, man. Uh, a hey. Riviata, and a Riviata. All right. Thank you, Dr. Parker. Take care. Thank you. Wow. Wow, that's awesome to have. Yeah, uh, you know, listen. They're right here in Charlotte. I know. His office is right here. I'm surprised. And we don't and we don't have a JUCO in Charlotte. We need a JUCO in Charlotte. I mean, the closest powerhouse that we have is uh Walter State. You know, I mean it's across the line. Tennessee line. Yeah, you know, I mean, that. I listen, Brunswick goes to the World Series every year yep. at, at, at their division. Um, CVCC has really done a good job stepping up. Uh, Spartanburg Methodist College for years has been a, a solid program. So, um, I, I, you know, it, baseball has a lot of parity to it now. Yeah. I mean, there's so many good players out there. We see it, you know, we see it at the amateur level. Right. We see each year the younger players, the younger, younger players getting better and better oh, yeah. and better. You know, it used to be kind of like, oh, you know, but, you know, you're seeing better athletes, you're seeing better baseball players out there 11, 12, 13, 14 years old. So that's just going to, you know, it's going to sweeten the pot down the road yeah. as long as we keep them interested in the game. Absolutely. Um, but it's, to me, we know now watching everything taking place is that, four-year programs are going after JUCOs. They're looking at JUCOs oh heavy first before they're looking at high school kids. Now there's some, you know, there's some freaks out there that, you know, that, you know, that we love like Connor Griffin for one that, you know, there's a kid, there's a, you know, Andrew Craddock that's here with us. These are kids that could easily commit, you know, early on, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Dylan Atkins just, just, just committed Tennessee. to Tennessee. Yeah. He's, he's way young. Um, you know, those guys are definite. And then there's other guys that we see, you know, especially sitting in this town right here that committed to, you know, power fives that you're like, Ooh, man, that's a yeah. little, that's a little soon. Yeah, it's a little different, right. but you know, four year programs are going after players that are battle tested and ready to get in there and compete right away. Or, you know, they know that, you know, that arm's going to get X amount of innings as a Friday night starter. I got a chance to pull them over. I like Dr. Parker's I'm, you know, as baseball side, I'm concerned about this, this new ruling that people can transfer. Yeah. And not sit out a year, mm-hmm. you know, so I sent you guys a text the other day. Oh, yeah. right? We're watching the Carolina game. I'll mention the kid's name because, you know, good for him. He's still playing, you know, mm-hmm. and he's enjoying it. But if I'm going to pay to see a 25 year old man play, I'm going to go watch a professional game. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to go pay to watch a 25 year old man play college baseball. Well, that's the that's the way to land now. You know, what I mean, would everybody get in a year back? I know, but it's like, you know, at some point, if you're 25 years old, your career is over. Yeah, you're taking opportunities away from 18, 19 year olds. Listen, it, it's over. Yeah. You, know, you didn't get there when you were a junior before COVID. You know, now you're a sixth year, he's a sixth year senior. How are they doing that with the grades though? Like, like, did he graduate? Did he I don't know? Like, they got I a mean, grad school, Carolina. I don't, I'm not even a Tar Heel fan. So yeah, I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> I don't I don't even pay attention to them, but you know. Um I mean it's yeah, it's next year's gonna be very interesting with the with the transfer, the free transfer uh year it's going to be quite interesting to see guys move around and as as he said it's it's nuts right now in the transfer portal with basketball 
imagine what baseball well it's not competitive baseball i mean transfer portals overwhelming right but yeah. for us baseball portal right now is is overwhelming while it's going to get even worse in the next yeah. couple of months i mean but i mean just think about it on on basketball it's what a 10 roster got team you know what 11 I, mean? like, I think 11, 11 man and right. it's already 1200 kids and those teams are so small baseball baseball is 35 <laughs> 40 players just think about what we're going to be looking at in july i mean just the transfer portal is just going to be yeah times that by two we're gonna have two three thousand kids in transfer portal yeah it's just you know again it's it 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 sucks that people that covid did this to everybody you know and 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 messed up the timelines for yeah. everybody to make a decision on life or pro ball or whatever um but it, you know I, I i parallel the two and listen it's easy for me to say that because none of this ever happened to me and i didn't lose eligibility or i didn't mm -hmm. get a chance i'd have somebody say well you know you're you know, done you're done or you're too you know you can stay and play or, you know, or I'm going to take somebody else's spot to have to make those decisions or you, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, but it's like going to war almost, which yeah. in reality, some way it is, you know, like people went off to war and then came back and played, you mm -hmm. know, professionally, or whatever. I don't know. You know, they maybe they probably played in college too. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember who was the, uh, the, the quarterback at, a, I think it was at a Florida state or Florida, Florida Bay, Chris Wanky. No winky. Yeah, like came into Panthers. the NFL. He came into the NFL at like twenty six or twenty seven years old. Yeah. You know, he, I don't know. He played for the Panthers, I think. But you know, I mean, you, you remember those guys because those are oddities. Now yeah. it's not an oddity. Yeah. Now it's like, yeah, this guy is twenty seven years old, and he's you know, <laughs> you know, was that is he like hanging around waiting for the draft? Like, move on, man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I hate it for him. Listen, I, I do. I hate it for him, but I, I also hate it. Probably, I'm probably cynical about it because it's my responsibility to our organization and john ennis's responsibility now to help these kids get to the next level and it is a tight oh the window yeah, of opportunity it, it yeah, is a yeah. tight window right now and it's well it, it was it's tight and it's easy. even tighter yeah yeah I mean, and i mean and if easy. you look at it like what doc parker said just you know looking at juco as opportunity you know instead of looking at looking down upon JUCO. well we need more jucos now. yes we do we need more jucos to, to you know to handle this because you know what the other part of the thing that happened with jucos is again you know it's yeah it's great opportunity right if it you know if you're that student you're that player you're that and you're looking to play and want to go to the next level it's great it is it is an opportunity for those that don't have the highest of grades mm -hmm. and all that other stuff and what happens is college weeds them out yeah you know you you become responsible on your you become more responsible because your parents are not telling you to get up and go to high school yeah you're on your own. You got to go to college. Listen, you know? and I mean, some some JUCOs are.